How many times have you gone to the grocery store and found yourself on some aisle with someone who is so damn happy to see you? Look at them, they're so happy, and you don't have a fucking clue who they are. And out of pure reflex, you're just as enthusiastic, but deep down, you have no idea who in the hell you're talking to. You've had some kind of relationship or something with this person. You guys had a special moment together. It's obvious just by the way they're acting, something's up. And you're like, I don't remember anything. Oh my God, what did we share? How do you know me? What did we go through together? Were they with me when I was staring and laughing at those two dogs that were stuck together in front of the laundromat? <laughs> that it could have been that, it could have been the person you flipped off who was driving in the fucking pass lane. Um, either way, they're so thrilled to see you and you don't have a clue who the hell they are. <laughs> it happens to all of us. Well, listen, don't be afraid. We've got a brand new illness you can use as an excuse for not giving a fuck. As a matter of fact, the disease is called I'm going to pronounce it slowly, and I'm probably completely not pronouncing it right, but it's called prosopagnosia. 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 We're just going to call it the I don't give a fuck disease. To know you. Yeah, the I don't give a shit to know you disease. You're not important enough for me to remember disease. If we did have sex... It didn't blow my hair back. That's why I don't remember you, disease. Obviously, I had a flat tire or something on the side of the road. You helped me change it. I was really kissing your ass then, but once I was safely home on my donut, I didn't give a fuck anymore. Disease. Well, Brad Pitt says he has it. Brad Pitt claims he has what's called a, a facial recognition disease. Facial recognition disease. <laughs> that allows you just to walk through life not giving a fuck to remember anybody or give a shit about anybody other than yourself. I love it. The award-winning actor, oh, they don't say Academy Award winning. Oh, I guess he hadn't won an Academy. What kind of awards has Brad Pitt won anyway? We'll go over that later. Um, the award-winning actor says in a brand new GQ interview that he suffers from facial blindness. Facial blindness, also known as prosopagnosia or the I don't give a flying fuck disease. It causes him to struggle to remember people's faces. Look, I don't run into many as people as Brad Pitiful does, and I have a hard time remembering people's faces. I have a hard time remembering. It's okay. Look, Brad Pitiful's 58 years old now. It's okay. The memory starts going a little bit. Give yourself a break. Do you have to label every fucking thing? But if you need a label, prosopagnosia, whatever the fuck it's called, they say that it's a neurological disorder that can cause people to have difficulty recognizing even family members or friends. I thought that was called Alzheimer's. Treatment involves developing other strategies to recognize people, such as focusing on their voice. 
I'm looking at you. You sound familiar. You sound familiar, but I'm looking at you. I've never known an aborigine in my life, but my God, your voice, I can fucking place it. Did we ride a rhino together? Did we ride... <laughs> and I'm not talking about the animal. I'm talking about Republican in name only. <laughs> yep, you found it. Stand the Joke Man Show. Fucking listen to me. No, I love you so. shit folks but i want to tell you i really do appreciate you tuning in to listen to this show we have listeners all over the country all over the world and um i i really do appreciate you tuning in to give me a listen got a lot of folks tuning in here lately out of uh, los angeles yeah i've got some history out there i'm an oklahoma boy but i made my bones in la metro (laughs) you know how that shit goes anyway If you ever want to give me feedback on this show or you have something to say, please hit me up at Jokeman Productions LLC on Facebook. Jokeman Productions LLC on Facebook. I don't know how to set up websites. I'm not ready to do that. Stop fucking soliciting me, everybody, okay? I'm not interested in spending any money. I'm developing this damn show. I'm trying to turn it into something. And uh, when, when I feel it's developed... You know, then I'll talk more about, you know, establishing websites and all that stuff. But I'm not putting the cart before the fucking horse. I don't do that. Sorry. Some people would say, oh, you need to come out firing on all chambers. In some cases, absolutely. But in the developmental stage, what are you firing on? Nothing. So you don't do that. I'm building this fucker up from grassroots because I don't want it. I don't want any air underneath this show. And this show doesn't rely on anybody but the fuck ups out there that make the news. <laughs> and businesses are booming. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Vladimir Poontang is so damn mad over the whole Ukraine incident. The fact that he's getting his ass kicked. They came out with a statement out of the Kremlin that says Russia is saying that they're going to take back Alaska. <laughs> or is your ass hurt that bad, Poontang, that you're, you're making bold statements like that? Sure, sure, Russia. You can reclaim Alaska. Hey, hey, make sure you bring some of those uh, Chechen conscripts, those half idiots of yours that you don't pay. 
And uh, make sure you send them on those uh, Dodge Neon chassis tanks that you drive. Nuclear weapons? Are you sure you haven't borrowed parts from most of your nuclear weapons for other nuclear weapons? Do your nuclear weapons still work? Do you really think your launch codes and countermeasures are going to be able to withstand the massive cyber attack that would render most of your shit useless in the blink of an eye? Did you think about that? You're getting your ass kicked in Ukraine and all we did was loan our slingshot to the kid you were picking on and now he's kicking your ass. <laughs> you want to reclaim Alaska, Vladimir Putin Tang? Hey! Give it your best shot. I can't wait to see your logistics operation up there in the frigid tundra, you dumb shit. See you in Alaska, Mr. Vodka. Yeah, I play Shostakovich every time I talk about Russia. It's because he's my favorite Russian composer. Dmitry was badass. I like that. And Leonard Skinner's Simple Man. Yeah, big time. See, I've got the whole fucking prism covered, man. I love... <laughs> I love music, man. Speaking of Russia, Brittany... <laughs> uh, Brittany Griner, of course, she pled guilty uh, to uh, drug smuggling charges in Moscow. And right now, what you have to understand is this is all part of show. Now, she is facing 10 years in prison. It's total bullshit. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. Russia knows it. Less than a gram of cannabis oil. Okay, less than a gram of cannabis oil, but she had an illegal substance in her luggage just the same when she traveled through Russia. Do everybody a favor and stop saying stupid shit like, hey, if he was Tom Brady, he'd already be home. Stop it. That's a stupid fucking statement and absolutely not true. We just got back Trevor Reed. Trevor Reed didn't have cannabis oil on him, and it took three years to get him back. Three years. And he's a white boy. Brittany been there five months. So stop playing the fucking race card every time something doesn't go the way you think it should. An American is in Russian custody. That tells the story. We don't need to start playing white and black cards. I'm, I'm so sick of that shit. Anyway, this is about Brittany, an American in Russia. Fuck Tom Brady. Folks, I want to tell you something. I love to smoke weed. But when we go to Mexico, when we go to Mexico, folks, I won't even set foot on Mexican soil I don't even like going down there with my damn blood pressure medication because they've turned it into a fucking business, folks. Even if you take a cruise, if you take a cruise down to Mexico and you think you're going to be cute in Belize or somewhere and, hey, I'm going to sneak in there. Yeah, we'll just take some edibles or we'll take our gas cartridge. You're a fucking idiot. They'll be standing right there with drug dogs as you come in. And if it's on you, them drug dogs are going to be alerted. You're going to be picked up and you're going to find yourself in a Mexican jail. And it is going to cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to get your ass home. You've got to do your homework, folks. And I'm not throwing shame or blame on Brittany Griner. But the fucking fact is, and she admits she was packing in a hurry, wasn't paying attention, and that little less than a gram, uh, you know, vial of cannabis oil ended up in her bag.
It's unfortunate. But there's a big war going on right now in Ukraine, and she's being absolutely 100% used. It's probably going to end up being a prisoner swap, but it will happen. So everybody needs to keep their fucking pants on. It takes time. Everybody thinks things are just a flick of the fucking switch, and it's all over and behind you. Hey, America, it doesn't work like that in the rest of the fucking world. You don't get instant goddamn gratification all the fucking time, especially when it comes to other cultures and other people's countries and laws. When you're in another country, folks, you're on your own. And you damn sure better learn the cultures, the laws, and you better fucking behave. Brittany Griner is coming home, and I'm not saying she did anything wrong, even though she did do something wrong. She wasn't careful to pay attention that there wasn't anything in the bag that shouldn't have been in there. But still, just the same, we know she didn't really do anything wrong. We know that. Brittany will come home. She's coming home sooner or later, but she will come home. I'm guessing there will be a prisoner swap. At least I hope there is. I want to get her home, too. I smoke weed. I'm sympathetic, apathetic, all that shit. Well, I'm not apathetic. I, I actually give a shit. What is the word? Um, empathetic. But when you open up a Pandora's box like that, back off. It's got to play itself out. It will take time, but it'll play out. You blow your top now, Vladimir Poontang is never going to let her go. Matter of fact, if he wanted to, think about it. That fucker could strap her to the top of a T-72 tank and roll right into Ukraine. He could fucking do it, folks. So everybody needs to calm down and wait. She's coming back. And before you go to another country, you better know where you're going and how and what you can bring along, okay? Did you know in some countries pocket pussies are illegal? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Highly illegal. My brother Matt found out all about that shit. Leaders are going away left and right, folks. Leaders are vanishing left and right. Japanese prime minister got shot. That looked like a double-barrel shotgun made to look like an arm cast. Of course, just as soon as he dropped dead before the blood stopped flowing, Donald Trump, his buddy, was already saying, Oh, he was truly a great man and a personal friend of mine. Yeah, then Boris Johnson, who just lost his fucking job too, he came in, incredibly sad news about Shinzo Abe, his global leadership, blah, 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 blah. my thoughts are with his family, friends, and the Japanese people. The UK stands with you at this dark and sad time. Boris. Shouldn't you be packing up your desk? Get the fuck out of here, loser. Hey, 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 before you go, though, Queen Elizabeth wants to hold you by your ankles and use your head to wax the dining room floor, so don't go. 
People have had enough, folks. And let me tell you, it's only going to get worse. These uh, fat-ass leaders, especially Republican leaders that infringed on your rights and stripped them away and continue to infringe on your rights, be it gay marriage, be it your right to your own body and private, personal, painful medical situations. They've stripped that away from you. It's arrogance. It's greed. They have marginalized you. They don't represent you. Scott Fettgetter, Mark Wayne Mullen, Thompson, Bystit, all of them, none of them give a shit about you, folks. They're on the fucking take. The salary you pay them through your tax dollars is nothing compared to what they're getting on the side. They don't represent you. And people in other countries are starting to have enough. And they're starting to 86, some of these fuckers. One, you said you pay for me to do this. No one here pays me to go. 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 One, you said you pay for me to do this. No one here pays me to go. No one here pays me to go. All right, I want to leave you with something great. I want to leave you with something really positive here on a Friday. And I got to tell you something. I was so happy to get a letter from Greg. Greg, thank you for the letter, sir. If you ever want to get a line to this show or anything, just Joke Man Productions LLC on Facebook. Greg writes in, hey, Stan, love the show. Two things. What happened to the great early 2000s rock music? Will the good rock ever come back? Of course it will. Uh, Music just goes through trends like anything else. We have favorite pants, favorite shoes, favorite underwear, favorite hairdos, favorite this, favorite that. Something is always a fucking trend. So is music. It will turn. Swear to God, one of these days you'll be you'll be driving down Main Street and you'll see a whole carload of gangbangers or or a pickup truck full of shit kickers and you'll hear this music. <laughs> yeah, we be rolling down Main with Shostakovich. That's music appreciation in college talking. <laughs> Greg also asks, hey, could you do some of the cooking stuff? A lot more like the recipes and how to smoke ribs and barbecue and stuff like that. Thank you. Greg, you got it. You are speaking my language, brother. It's so funny you said about how to barbecue, smoke ribs and whatnot. It's so funny you say that because... I just smoked some ribs for 4th of July. Let me tell you how I did it. It's a feature I like to call. Hey, Stan, what's for dinner? Real simple dinner ideas for the person who doesn't want to cook, but they have to cook. Damn it. All right, folks, here we go. Here's how I smoke my ribs. Now, I have a charcoal smoker. I don't know how you smoke on gas. It's not barbecue, not to me. But if you have gas, however you can work out smoking on your gas grill, I'm just going to tell you how I do it in my charcoal smoker and let you handle it and work it out yourself, okay? I buy my baby back ribs. The most important thing, folks, is the rub. You've got to have a rub on there the night before or at least four or five hours before you start cooking it. The rub will permeate the meat as you smoke it. Now, there's a zillion recipes for a good rub for your ribs online, okay? If not, let me tell you what I do. I take brown sugar, garlic powder, onion powder, paprika, maybe a little chili powder, 
it just depends on what your flavor is. But I love a good brown sugar-based rub. And I'll add my salt and pepper and everything to the brown sugar. And then I will mix it all up and I will rub it into the ribs by hand. I know that's common sense shit for pitmasters, but I don't know that Greg has ever barbecued before. And I'm helping out a listener here who's never barbecued ribs. And I'm telling him how I do mine to back off. Really rub it on there. Coat the whole thing. Use all the rub. Be generous with it because that rub is going to permeate the meat as it smokes and cooks all day. Now, I use the minion method whenever I smoke my foods, my brisket or ribs or whatever. You take the firebox on your cooker. You open that up, and I take a nice medium-high stack of dry coal. Be used lump coal, Kingsford charcoal, whatever. You want a medium-high stack, nice big full stack mixed in with your smoking wood of dry coal in the firebox. Do not wet it. You don't want fluid on that charcoal at all. Now, take blocks of wood and strategically place them in that coal in the firebox. Put some under the coals, around it. Strategically place, you know, half a dozen pieces of wood. Not plywood, smoking wood. Now, some people love to smoke with oak and hickory and cherry and shit, and that's fine. But if you're a rookie barbecuer, I highly suggest you use pecan. Pecan's a much more mild wood. Hickory and oak and shit are hardwoods, and it's real easy to oversmoke your meat if you're not careful. I wouldn't smoke wood more than three or four hours straight on hickory or oak or cherry. But on pecan, you can pretty much smoke fleetingly all day, and you're not going to oversmoke the meat. It's a good wood to smoke with. But place those pieces in the firebox. Trust me. I've watched people take a $100 brisket and destroy it because they smoked it all damn day on hickory and they oversmoked it so bad you couldn't eat it. So if you have hickory, it's great. I'd put in probably about two or three baseball-sized pieces of hickory in the cold. That's just for me personally. You got your own palate, your own taste. So you work it out. Best smoking wood in the world, everybody would agree, is pecan. Now, you need a chimney sleeve, one of those little chimney cans. It's a little silver thing with a handle on it. You put charcoal in, yeah. Uh, you want to heat up. You want to fill it up about a quarter of the way with charcoal. Wet that charcoal. Wet it up. Don't forget to put the paper in the bottom compartment of that chimney sleeve. That's how you're going to light it. After the coals in the chimney sleeve have ashed over, now dump the ashed over coals, about a quarter full on that sleeve. Dump that on the uh, top of the dry coal in the firebox. Close the firebox. Put your ribs on the charcoal grill. Close the lid and forget about it for five hours, folks. Forget about it for five hours. After five hours, it's going to cook low and slow all gosh darn morning or day or whenever you're cooking. Oh, shit, I forgot to tell you. You need to adjust the vents on your smoker too i wouldn't have my little flu i wouldn't have that open more than maybe 25 percent same with the vent on the firebox you want that fucker closed all but about 20 percent 25 percent you want to cut that oxygen so it burns nice and low and slow you don't want those vents wide open so it scorches in two hours and it's over 
Anyway, after four or five hours on the smoker, I will go out there with some tinfoil, heavy-duty tinfoil, okay? I'll uh, cut up a yellow onion or purple onion, whatever you like, white onion, put it on the foil, then pull the ribs off the smoker, set it on the foil, wrap it immediately for the Texas cheat. It's called the Texas cheat because those ribs are going to keep cooking. Even though it's been low and slow in the smoker all day, you got it wrapped up in the foil, it's going to continue cooking. Now take it inside and put it in the oven about 190 degrees for a few hours. There you go. You got ribs. Now this is optional. You don't have to do this, but this is what I like to do. After I take the ribs out of the oven, unwrap the ribs. Put them on a platter or a cutting board or on top of your stove and let them rest for about 10 minutes. And then I'll cut the ribs. I'll cut the ribs. I'll put them on a platter with some good barbecue sauce. This time, I'll heat up the grill on my smoker. And after the grill's heated up, I will go out there with those individual ribs that I've cut into individual pieces and I'll start barbecuing them. That's right. Before they go on the grill, they get slapped with barbecue sauce. They're put on the grill. And every time I rotate those ribs around the top of the coals, every time I flip them or turn them, I hit them with sauce. Oh, yeah. After about 10, 15 minutes, the sauce starts caramelizing on the ribs. People are going to love you. You make them ribs, they're going to love you. That's right. You'll be, the, you'll be the bell of the ball. You might even get laid for those ribs. And if so, you owe me. All right. <laughs> Greg, thank you for the letter, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for the Stand the Joke Man show. I hope and pray everybody out there has a wonderful weekend. Share my show. Are you the share kind? Do you enjoy sharing? Would you just share my damn show? You don't have to fucking follow me. Share and share a you, you don't have to follow me. I don't care if you follow me or not. Would you at least let somebody know about me and share my shit? That would help out a great deal. I hope you all just slow down a little bit and take a look at what you have and be thankful for it. Grateful for it. We don't have a lot, but we have a fuck enough, don't we? Stop bitching. Stop pointing fingers. Start looking in the mirror just a little bit more and try to make yourself better before you start trying to fix the rest of the fucking world. Okay? I love y'all. Thank you for listening to me. Thanks for giving me a chance. Your friend, Stan the Joke Man, saying adios, mi amigos. Bye, canines. Shadow is always with her. Her shadow.